enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all, all things, things geek. geek. Here we go. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. For those of you tuning in for the first time, my name is Aaron, and I will be your host tonight as we discuss Loki. We got the new Marvel Cinematic Universe TV show Loki is on episode two at this point. We're going to be talking all about that. So if you guys haven't seen them yet, press pause, go watch it, come back. We got you. I have a guest tonight, as as normal, you know, uh, another contributor to the Temple of Geek website, part of the Temple of Geek family, a cosplay friend of mine is Damsel Cosplay, also known as Lacey Bond. Lacey, how you doing? So good. After having been able to watch both episodes, I'm living my best Loki life now. Everybody is. Yes. So, um, now... Uh, we we spoke before we started recording, and you were telling me that you're you're not too into the comics and stuff, which is cool. That that's fine. You don't. You, there's absolutely no threshold or no gatekeeping that you have to have any prerequisite knowledge of anybody. But how did you get into Loki? I think I just. I mean, back in like 2011, 2012, I don't remember if I saw Thor first or Loki for, or sorry or Avengers first. I mean, I've been watching the Marvel movies since they started i was in high school um so i've seen all of them like as they came out so it was definitely marvel cinematic universe for me um and then i really i mean i just really enjoyed the character of loki and i really enjoyed what tom hiddleston his actor brought to him i mean the the guy has um you know, a big Shakespearean background. Yes. Kind of like Patrick Stewart on on Star Trek The Next Generation. Like, they just yep. bring so much to their acting um, that gives a character that might otherwise have not been as compelling a lot of weight um, and just really drew me into that. And then from there, um, someone introduced me to the Agent of Asgard comic storyline, um, which okay. is one of the, the few comic runs... Um, I've read, and I, I did read Marvel comics in high school. I read them at the library, trade oh, paperbacks. Yeah, I grew there up you go. In, um, yeah, I grew up in a rural area, um, so I was just reading like mostly X Men um, as a teenager. X Men trade trade paperbacks, mm-hmm. things that were very disjointed. I read a lot of the Civil War trades when they came oh, out. Oh, okay. So hold on. Let let me just let me just hold you on because you said a couple important things I want to point out to the audience listening. Uh, if you want to say that you grew up in a place that didn't have a comic book store, but you don't want to say exactly, I grew up in a place that didn't have a comic book store, you read all your mm-hmm. comics at the library. That is some, that is one of the realest things I've heard, because like, if you live in a place and there's no comic book store nearby, you either get the grocery store comics, which are all like mm-hmm. out of order and they come in just yes. all random and weird, or you go to the, you go to the library where they have the smallest section of like the most random trades you can ever get in trades all how like one self-contained story and like one volume and stuff and you'll find them you'll find them all in the library like if you like me i I grew up in chicago so you know we had comic book stores and stuff but my neighborhood that i grew up in when i first started getting into comic books didn't so i had the grocery store stuff and then like you know the trades at the at the um library and then i had cartoons 
which were heavily disjointed from the continuity in the comics and stuff too. Um, oh, yeah. And you also brought up um, <laughs> you also brought up that uh, the MCU, the movies, the movies themselves are are great. Like like I grew up with, yeah. so I, I I'm I want to I want to call myself like second wave comic book movie kind of person because I'm a little bit older than you. And like the first comic book movies that came out as I was growing up, the most prominent was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Batman back in '89. Um, oh yeah, and those two movies were amazing. Ninja Turtles at the time was like the highest grossing independent movie of all time um, when that was released, and then Batman came out, and then there was a really intermediate period where comic book movies weren't good. And then there's <laughs> there's some that you would not believe were a, a, actually exist. Like if, if you're listening to this and you know about the Nick Fury movie, you're oh one. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Nick Fury what? movie, and you would not believe who played Nick Fury. David Hasselhoff. Oh, so you do know about this movie? I did. I did knew this. I I know this. <laughs> oh, as you were saying it, I'm like, I don't. What is this? And then from the depths, the deepest depths of my brain came David okay. Hasselhoff's face yep. as oh, as like White Nick Fury. Yep. White Nick Fury. There was uh, also a Punisher movie before the Thomas Jane Punisher movies too. Those ones starred Dolph Lundgren. Oh wow! Of Rocky. I have Force no fame. idea if I remember those or not. I mean, there yeah. was. I, I was born in ninety, so I'm not like okay. Yeah, th- that was when the time these were in the middle. Yeah, that was when the time when these were coming out. Also, like the first, the OG Marvel movie was Howard the Duck. The first time Marvel made a movie was Howard the Duck, and after that movie came out, they were like, "Nope, we're not doing this anymore." <laughs> what? A, that's a a choice, is what that yeah. is. They was like, Ugh, "We can't do this anymore." And that movie, if you if it's very easy to find. So if you haven't seen Howard the Duck. Uh, Dolph Lundgren's Punisher or David Hasselhoff's Nick Fury, please treat yourself to a stupid movie. The, <laughs> like straight up. Now, um, Thor, that was, I want to say, the fourth Marvel movie. Uh, fourth or fifth. Uh, it goes in that order. sounds right. You Iron, Iron, Iron Man. Man, Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor. Captain, yeah, yeah, I, I count Hulk. People try oh, not Cap to, but I do. Was that the Edward Norton Hulk? Yes, that the Edward Norton Hulk. I counts. liked that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. I was. I also those... have a thing for Edward Norton. So yeah, Edward Norton is a phenomenal actor. Like if if you can play like that part in American History X, and you can play it that well, you know, I I I, I love Edward Norton. But um, yeah, the Hulk movie. It's Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Hulk, then Thor, then Captain America, then Avengers. I think that was the right order. Uh, if that not, I'm right. pretty I mean, if not, I'm pretty sure somebody. It, phase one. Yeah, that was phase mm-hmm. one. It was phase one was like five movies, and now we have like ten movie phases now. Um, <laughs> and like what stood out was Loki's performance in both Thor and the first Avengers movie. He was like the one villain that was good because I, I i won't i'll say it marvel has had a villain problem they don't they don't i don't know what it is about those movies but 
I can't remember half the villains that come across. Like, I do because it's my job to remember some, but, you know, if I weren't doing this job, I would not know who half these people were or, like, the fact that I read comics, you know, like, uh, Malekith from Thor The Dark World. Jeez Louise, you know? (laughs) So... I mean, I just like Chris Eccleston, so, but, yeah, yeah, there's a... Not a ton of, like, compelling... No. memorable villains because like the the first couple like not even still to this day most of the villains are just like the evil version of the hero yeah like you know it's I think like that's uh, the big thing like uh, you have a, a there's a a common thread of people simping for villains and mm-hmm. I think part of it is it's usually because that villain is written in a more interesting and compelling way that's not yeah. just Oh, it's like the bad version of the good guy. It's like this person has, I mean, you could, there's definitely parallels between Thor and Loki because they are brothers, but it's like this person has motivation outside of just, you know, being anti the hero. Although Loki being an anti-hero is one of the big draws for me. Um, right, and his he he's 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 the one villain who has a full arc. Like besides Thanos, like mm-hmm. like Loki has a full arc. He has like he has ups, downs, low points, high points, and then he dies. And now with the show, before we'll 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 talk about the show in in just a second, and then I'll I'll actually just hold the thought that I was going to when we go talk about the show. But one thing I do like about uh, and you said this a little bit earlier that I like about Loki is that. Uh, Thomas Hiddleston has a Shakespearean background and Thor and Loki's relationship, even like that entire like Asgard part of Marvel is more Shakespearean than anything else. You know, you have betrayal, you got brothers hating each other and stuff. You've got, you know, war and all this other stuff. You got hidden siblings and stuff, which is uh, way like I'm a big mythology person, too. So, like, they, they, they kind of screwed up a lot of different things. And, like, if you're into Norse mythology, which you chances are you probably are because it's the second most researched mythology besides Greco-Roman. But, um, uh, like, they you, you, you can pinpoint the things that they get wrong in Marvel Comics and stuff. And you shouldn't let it bother you. But when they introduce uh, Hela as Thor and Loki's sister, I'm like, mm, no. Oh, so, yeah. Like... All I, all the friends I have that are into Norse mythology or are actually pagan, they were like, excuse me? Right, exactly. Like, for those who don't know, uh, in in the Norse mythology canon, uh, Hel, Hel, Hela, whose name is Hel, just Hel, is Loki's daughter. Uh, so, and, and Loki has a lot of children and a, a lot of oh, them man. are weird. Uh, and he, he gives birth to a lot of monsters. Let's put it like that. Uh, and he's both yes. a father. He's both a father and a mother. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about that point a little bit later. So um, that's enough preamble out of the way. Loki's two episodes deep. How are you liking it so far? It's just I've been waiting so long for this. Like I remember back in I think it was 2017. Tom posted something. Mm-hmm. You know, basically the announcement that a Loki show is going to happen. Right. And it was like, okay, we're hyped for this. And I, so I've, I've literally been waiting <laughs> for four years. Right? It's 2021 now? Yeah. Yeah, four Time, years, yeah. 
time was a little weird over the last year, so I can't time remember Time is a joke always. right now, so... <laughs> Which is really fitting because now we have this show about exactly. the Time Variance Authority. I'm really enjoying it. From episode one, and this is one of the things I like because for me, Age of Asgard is a really big deal. And like, if you don't like comic spoilers, heads up, I'm going to be talking about a lot of the themes and motifs from Age of Asgard. But even from episode one, talking about self-determination your your choices predestination your own narrative like these are very present in agent of asgard the premise of which is that loki is essentially working off his cosmic debt of being the big like the the bad guy in the foil and all his misdeeds there's also some weird mystical stuff where he both is and isn't the same loki as before there's there's a whole backstory with a run called journey into mystery or a storyline journey into mystery with kid loki which i'm currently reading journey into mystery i know i'm doing it kind of out of order no Um, you're fine there there are (laughs) there's some narrative master list of things people can read but it gives me hope because a lot of us loki apologists you could call us are you know we'll both maintain that there's nothing to apologize for but also we are like hardcore apologists for like no this is the character's motivation like his upbringing of being like stolen as a child and not knowing who he is and feelings of you know being born to rule as the son of Laufey von Jotunheim and then being raised as a prince of Asgard and the various motivations that lead to him taking the path that he takes in Avengers. But then seeing seeing him see how that path unravels and just the mental breakdown, the emotional breakdown that ha- that he has after that, that Tom did just like such a great job portraying where, you know, he watches in the time theater, that timeline, Freya's death. And like his relationship with Freya is really close and as much as he fronted in Thor the Dark World about, you know, are you proud of me? You're not really, are you proud of me, mother? Like, oh, you're not really my mother. But then, like, she really is. She taught him magic. They had yeah. a very close, very special relationship. So seeing that loss and having him have it replayed and, like, him realizing, okay, like, what what do I have to do to figure out my path for myself? I think Tom did a really great job expressing that whole internal process on screen. And then, of course, followed followed it up with just, like, laughing. Because he's like, what? I don't even... I mean, that's what happened. I had, I had a moment like that this morning when I realized I had to have an emergency root canal. I was like, well, that's just where I'm at now. Right. I guess <laughs> this is happening. But, and then when Mobius came back in and was like, okay, cards on the table, you know. I know what you want. Here's what I really want. You know, I need your help because the variant we're hunting, Cliffhanger, right. is you. So I really enjoyed it so far. And I do like the aesthetic. I like the world building. I originally didn't really like Miss Minutes, but then my Loki group chat was just so into Miss Minutes that, that now I love her too. I don't know how it happened. Here's the thing. You like Miss Minutes, the reason that everybody else does because, you know, merchandise, merchandise, merchandise. You know, those <laughs> Miss those Miss Minutes shirts are coming soon. Don't worry. Oh, I'm sure so, they are. So I want to I want to want to backtrack just a little bit because I do love that like they did catch Loki up on like and just let him sit in a room and watch all the MCU movies in order, 
and at least his parts at least and he had the same emotional reactions like uh how trippy is that because this, the loki that we're seeing in this show i want to make it clear to people that, that this is not the same loki who died in the first scene of avengers um, infinity war it's not uh this is loki right after the first avenger so he is still pure evil at this point uh he hasn't had the character develop i mean i wouldn't say pure evil he just hasn't undergone I'm, the character development yes, I, of thor the dark and, world yet and that's that apologist coming out of you because <laughs> because yeah he he literally this is minutes after staging an invasion on earth in new york city countless people have died he is still a murderer at this point um like i'm not taking that away yes, from an him. yes as yet like in the midst of this it this is before unrepentant. this is before all of the character development which at this point uh because i'm a big fan of time travel as a literary device at this point changes him completely we're not gonna get the loki that we got at by the end of thor ragnarok that's not happening we might get a different version of that, right. but we won't get that because he's fundamentally changed because he's been plucked out of time. I also like how the show took care of, well, if Loki is messing with the time stream, how come the Avengers didn't get in trouble? They said, well, they were supposed to do that. And they just, with that one line, just like canceled that out. You know, they were, mm-hmm. they were just like, no. It's very, it's very Doctor Who, very Time Lord. Yeah. And... And the whole timelines, they, they bring up a multiverse at the beginning, and then they say that they were fighting each other um, for supremacy and stuff. And there's a storyline in, in the Marvel Universe where all of the infinite Earths are colliding with each other. <laughs> and then they all do, and then there's one Earth, and it gets weird. It, it was... You can read it if you want to. I, I don't recommend it, but it's, you know, it's there. <laughs> Um, I I do I like that where the the setting um and and the name escapes me. Did they give it a name yet? Is it like the the for the time variance agency? Is it just that building or is it like what is it called? I I think the TVA is just yeah yeah everything in the environment that we see both. The building where Loki and Mobius and the Time Hunters right. and Casey, yes, yeah. my sweet fish Casey, uh, are plus like the I, I don't know want to call it like the world the the it almost looked like a bunch of like space stations yeah it looked sitting out in space the right. uh, city I don't know I think it's all just the TVA I got Cloud City vibes from um, Empire Strikes yes. Back when I saw it. Now what they do and a lot of people kind of miss this what they do is that place exists outside of time you know and they they're they're just outside looking in observing time because magic does not work there at all because they have drawers full of multiple infinity stones from different places and you can pick them up and just they they say one guy uses them as paperweights and stuff so these things do not work there so yeah so they were unaffected Loki commenting yeah yeah like Loki said, he tried. He tried to use the tesseract several times. Nothing, just um, nothing. I did like. I mean, we were talking about Loki being evil mm-hmm. and Loki apologetics. Um, I did really appreciate. I mean, there was so much catharsis in episode one, especially for me because the long wait, the payoff, yes. and you know, Loki going through all of this and being like, 
you know, I know who I am, a villain, and Mobius responding, well, that's not how I see it. And it's like, for a lot of us, it, you know, that's not how we see it. Because um, antiheroes are a thing. Right. No, this is true. Like, no one is ever truly evil and no one is ever truly good. Everyone has, like, um, everyone has, like, a reason to why they are who they are and whatever circumstances led them to be that way. Um, Loki growing up the way that he did. Now, he didn't find out that he was adopted and that he was uh, from Jotunheim until he was already an adult, you know? Um in 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 the thousands of years old, thousands of years, yeah, thousands of years old. He's still he's he's over the age of consent at some point, but um, <laughs> but yeah, he finds this out, you know, thousands of years later and stuff. And basically, it's it's not how he was raised; it's that that someone he trusted for pretty much his his known life has lied to him the entire time. You know, he was never gonna be yeah. king of Asgard. He was never gonna be you know, the favorite. He was never gonna be the son. He, he never was their son, you know, in his eyes. You know, that, yeah. that kind of, when you build up that kind of trust with somebody and it just comes crashing down, it leads you to do some angry things. You know, he just wanted to ruin Thor's day and just leave it at that. And once he found out who exactly he was, that's when all of the, like, alright, well, we gotta get rid of I'm, I'm gonna kill Odin and I'm gonna kill at least one of my fathers in his sleep. Because he, he ends up killing his own father, uh, Laufey, which, again, the mythology gets it wrong. Laufey's actually his mother <laughs> in the mythology, but, you know, whatevs. But, uh, yeah, so he he's seeking his glorious purpose, is what he's saying. And now he has to basically, fi basically try to catch himself in a version of himself in the time stream. Now, um, how long have you been reading the comics that you've been reading? Um, probably three, four years three? of the Loki comic. Okay. So, um, you, you do know Marvel has different universes in the comics and all that stuff. Have you read any where there was a completely different version of Loki? No. Perfect. This is going to be fun. So... <laughs> Great. Okay. No, seriously, because like they flash a whole bunch of different versions of Loki in uh, episode two, I believe, because they yeah. because they tell them that like, who we're looking for is you. So here's the different ones yes, that we found. Different one, and 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 they're all hilarious. A lot of them are different because uh, there's um, there's one Loki that that I just found absolutely hilarious when I showed, when I they said bike race Loki he was in like a bike racer uniform and all that stuff holding up a trophy they had ogre Loki which um, I forgot which comic series that came out of but it was more like fantasy driven and all that stuff um, but mm -hmm. turns out that the Loki that they're looking for is uh, a woman which totally happened there 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 is there is a very prominent woman loki in the main universe loki turns himself into a woman and stays that way for like about four or five years and on panel uh i don't i'm not sure if that's the version because there are some key differences like aesthetic differences but uh there are some key differences, key differences. i was like really excited and then really upset i was like wait a yeah. second 
Okay, so we're both on the same page on that. So maybe we're. She's, why is she blonde? Yes, I'm mad. Yes, because it, it can't. I'm not. I can't. <laughs> no shade against the blonde folks in the world, but uh, there are no blonde versions of Loki that I know of. Right. If there are. Please exactly. tell me. But no, that was. I was like, uh, they could have found somebody with darker hair to play this. They could have found somebody with well, longer you, hair to play this. You could. You could use a wig. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look. Tom's dyed his hair black, and he's worn wigs exactly. for Loki. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's the same Lady Loki that you're talking about. I've read the J. J. Michael um, Straczynski run, yeah, where he steals Sif's body and is 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 Lady Loki using that body. Um, Because I'm also not sure which universe is which when I'm reading a given comic. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, there is no version of Loki that doesn't have black hair. Um, So I did actually like everything other than her having blonde hair, which people might be surprised that because I actually have that exact color palette in, in <laughs> my hair. I have actually blonde hair that I've bleached even lighter. So I have the dark roots. And so, I mean, my friends haven't seen episode two yet. And, um, Oh, they have. By like, the, oh my by, gosh. They, they have by the time this is aired. Don't worry. It's out. You've seen I, it. By the time they have. No, but at this, at this point, they're they're. I'm just anticipating. Yeah. They're going to be like, you're going to be so excited. I'm going to have to go through this whole explanation right. of why I'm not. I'm like, I can't be this way. She doesn't have black hair. Which I know is like, it seems like a minor aesthetic point. But for a character who always looks the same way. Like, imagine if if Rogue from X-Men was in a major media piece. And she didn't have the white streak in her hair. Yeah. So like, three quarters of the first X-Men movie. Professor X was not bald. Um... You yeah. know, they're, they're, you know, we, we had, what, three or four movies where Professor X wasn't bald? Okay, but that's when he's young. Hold on. Like, James Mack wait, wait, young. wait, I'm sorry to interrupt, but here's my point. And, and that bothered me that he had hair in those movies. Why? Because he got his power so early, and because he's so powerful of a telepath, his hair fell out. He was bullied relentlessly because he was a child with bald hair. That's a ma- I totally forgot. That's that. a major part of Professor X's backstory, and they leave that out completely. That is a. Ma- oh no! This is making me worried now. Yeah, that is a. <laughs> I'm just so worried that they're gonna leave her blonde. Yeah, that is a major <laughs> part of his story. Now, uh, let's 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 dip into the mythology real quick because there is a way. There is a way, and it's it's tied straight into the mythology that they could make this Loki with uh, this woman Loki, brunette. Now, uh, it, it stretches beyond imagination, but here we go. I just thought of it right now. So uh, okay. there's a myth where Loki, as a joke, shaved off Sif's hair. Sif in the myths was Thor's wife. Shaved off Sif's blonde hair, and Thor was pissed. He was like, "Yo, what what's going on here?" Fix her hair or I'll kill you. Because that's what Thor did. He just was going around just killing folks. And he basically made a bet with some dwarves. Be like, hey, look, fix her hair. And if you can't fix it, you guys can ch- can have my head. Meaning you can chop his head off or whatever. Makes it his golden, golden wig. They give Thor his hammer. And 
Thor, um, Loki loses a bet. I'm telling this story horribly, by the way. Loki loses the bet, and they try to chop off his head, but they was like, no, you can't have my neck. You can have my head. And they can't chop his head off without hurting his neck, so they just sewed his mouth shut. So... <laughs> Oh, that's where the sewed shut mouth right. comes from. And they gave Sif this black wig that she could wear, and Thor hated it. But that's how she lost blonde hair and got black hair because of that. They could do something like that. They won't. Um, they, yeah, that's a lot. Of, yeah, that's a lot that's, of stuff. That's a lot of that's a I lot don't think they have time. They won't, but I just wanted to share that weird anecdote so somebody can somebody else can tell that story badly at a party or something. Uh, <laughs> but so let, let's go over like some of the events of the show because again episode one is just kind of like a setup for everything that we're going to see mm-hmm. in the series uh, there's going to be some big confrontation with the time um, I think the time guardians I want the time keepers, time keepers. I rewatched the episode last okay. night okay okay yeah the time keepers there's going to be some kind of, like, confrontation with them. Absolutely. Uh, who do you, who, who what, what do you want to see from the timekeepers? Are they going to be, like, three people from, like, the beginning of Bill and Ted, like, looking? Or, you know, <laughs> that's a deep, deep reference um... for the <laughs> Yeah, fortunately, I'm not so young that I haven't seen. Oh, Bill and of Ted. course not. You're not that. Uh, everybody, T- Bill and Ted is timeless. I'm a nerd. It it's incomparable and timeless. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually hadn't given a whole lot of thought to what that might look like. Um, I mean, part of me, because there's a bit in episode two where Loki's trying to like you know get an audience with yes. the time I mean, he he mentions it one as well but part of me is just like are they just like not even existent right anymore are they just totally like absent gods i i, I want um, I, I like i want to say that because they because marvel is really trying to lean into like the whole like cosmic portion of it which there are tons of like abstracts as characters like time and and chaos and and all in the living tribunal and all of that stuff. So I, I, I think they're probably gonna pull the trigger with it. I don't think they'll do it yeah. in a show, though. I don't, I don't know why. I don't. I just don't think that they would do it in a show. They would pull it out in a movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because they're doing multiverse of madness with Doctor right. Strange's movie. So I mean, a lot of the theories broadly that I've heard have been like, you know. Loki and Mobius are going to break the sacred timeline, and that's how we're going to end up with um, a multiverse. Again, I don't have the comics background oh. <laughs> to make a call on how likely that oh, is. This is this is well beyond my comic book knowledge too, because once you get into like the cosmic <laughs> stuff and like the time variant police and all that, I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to watch this as a <laughs> fan because I am a grounded street hero X Men type of guy, so. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, yeah, I, I have no idea. Yeah. Also, um, just just to point it out, Miss Minutes is voiced by Tara Strong. Uh, for those who don't know, Tara Strong is like Miss Voiceover. She has voiced a lot of your favorite yeah. cartoon characters. She voices Harley Quinn. She voices Raven. She voiced um, 
a couple Mortal Kombat characters. She she does she. Let me just go over just a couple of her characters that she voices, just because because she is just yeah prolific. Let's let's just go over that. Um, she voiced. Claire Brewster in Beetlejuice. I had no idea about that one. I'm just pulling that up. She voiced mm-hmm. Lemmy and Iggy Koopa from the Adventures of Super Mario Brothers. She voiced Mary Jane Smetley in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. That was uh, the cartoon Bill and Ted. She voiced Ileana Rasputin in the X-Men cartoon. Uh, hmm. She does various voices in Dexter's Laboratory. Um, Powerpuff <laughs> Girls, um, Spot Two Tone, and Vanilla Deville in 101 Dalmatians series. She voiced Dill and Timmy McNulty in the Rugrats. Barbara Gordon in Bat. Oh wow! Yeah, she voiced Bubbles and Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, your childhood brought to you by Tara. Stone, yeah, exactly. Basically. So, uh, and and I'm I haven't even broken the 2000s yet with that list. Like she, she is voiced your childhood. If you're a millennial, yeah, she she voiced everybody. So you've heard her voice before, and now she's Miss Minutes in this show, and she's you know doing a good job of because again, Miss Minutes, everybody's gonna everybody's gonna enjoy that character because it's just funny. Uh, and especially in I love the bit in episode two where Loki's interacting with her on the screen. Oh yeah, what? Are you? Are you like a creature? Are you an AI? And she's like, mm, and like jumps right? around. She's like, yes. <laughs> hmm. I also love that uh, Owen Wilson is is still getting work. I because I, I, I find Owen Wilson <laughs> just hilarious. Like after watching him in Zoolander, I, he can he cannot do any wrong. Oh my god! Exactly. Hansel, he's so hot right now. Hansel, <laughs> I love. I am liking him so much more than I expected to because I really, I mean, Owen Wilson often seems to be playing Owen Wilson, playing whoever he's playing. Um, And Mobius, he's very much just like, he's Mobius the time agent. And my my one prediction really for the series is that he's not going to say wow at all. Like, I don't think it's going to even happen. I think it will happen in the last episode. In episode six, he will say wow. I, I will take that bet. I, I'm, $5 on Venmo. There we go. <laughs> Y'all heard it here. But yeah, <laughs> I'm like, he is, he is going to say <laughs> you can, in, the, in the last episode. This is going to be, yeah, one time. A single solitary wow. And, and I will and I, I'll turn the show off right after that. That's all I need to see. I don't even need to see a conclusion or anything. That's uh. That's worth. That's all you're in. That's for. worth the price of admission, right there. So, um, now, so we're, we're early in the series, and we've all we've already had a, a lot of different kind of action. We've even seen glimpses of like the future a little bit, like a future rather, uh, because yeah. they find um, Lady Loki in the future at like a Walmart or something, like a Walmart esque type store. Oh yeah, it's a super. It's a department store yeah. or a big a big box big store. Big box store. Like twenty fifty eight. Yeah, twenty fifty eight, and like the world is about to end again, 
And apparently the Avengers do not exist anymore because nobody's trying to save this world from ending. And the Avengers don't help with climate change. Oh, no, not at all. The Avengers don't help outside of the Avengers movies or that one time in Captain America where they were fighting each other. But mm-hmm. other than that, it's like, you're kind of on your own. They're like, wait, I could totally use some help. But no. <laughs> um, Sorry. Right? You're not big big picture, big city enough. You know what else I love about this show? Because this version of Loki didn't have too many interactions with other heroes or other like Marvel properties, everybody that we're going to see in the show more than likely is going to be a brand new character that we haven't seen in the MCU yet. Mm, yeah. I think that's how we got to the time variance police and then um and everybody who comes with that. Uh also like all of Loki's like his his opposites, you know, we're not gonna get Thor in this. We we'll 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 get like playback of like old footage of Thor and stuff, but I don't know if, like, this show had the budget to get Chris Hemsworth in it and Tom Hiddleston, you know? Um, (laughs) I don't think, I mean, I don't think Chris Hemsworth wants anything to do with the Loki storylines. No! You know what? I don't, I don't think so either. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think he minds acting alongside Tom Hiddleston, but if it's not his stuff and, like, the way that they have Thor now, which is perfect because the first two movies were, you know, bro. Oh, I loved the first two Thor movies. You did? I was actually. Oh yeah, I don't like Ragnarok as a Thor what? Loki movie. Wow, it's you... objectively one of the best Marvel cinematic movie cinematic universe movies. And Taika's a really gifted director, but I hate Ragnarok mm. just like from a characterization perspective. I, I'm not mad at that at all because we are all we like. Yeah, we're all nerds. Yeah, I, I just really liked Kenneth Branagh's vision and storytelling and narrative style uh-huh and um didn't i was really did now not kenneth enjoy now kenneth brana was the first movie the second was directed by hold on i want to i want to say her name correctly because uh, kenneth brana was the first one the second one was alan taylor now, before that, okay. uh, the director for the second one was actually uh, Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins, who went on to direct Wonder Woman, was signed up to Wonder direct Woman. Thor. But Alan Taylor... Did she end up... Huh? Did she, did she end up being involved in Thor? Or Thor not 2? a lot. Not 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 as much to like she she was considered, but no, she she didn't get it. But Taylor, Taylor got the job. But Thor, Thor, the Dark World. I don't, I don't know what it was like. I, I appreciate it. I appreciated it later on. You know, as a movie, it's still, you know, it's objectively possible. It's, it's not the worst MCU movie at all. I'll, I'll say, I'll let you guys guess what what I think is the worst MCU movie. But um, it's not the worst. But at the same time, I, it just feels disjointed. Like I don't. I still don't know what it's about, you know. Thor. Thor two, the Dark World. I I still don't know. Oh, Thor two. Well, it was just set up for one of the Infinity Stones, wasn't it? It took and it took forever to get to that point. 
Like it, they mentioned it was an Infinity Stone at the and in, in a cut in the end credit scene, right? I think so. that was it. So I, was, I don't super remember. I mean, because because I am a Loki enjoyer because right. he has his redemption arc in that movie. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Um, and I do like that. You know, he ends up being alive at the end, which was not how they filmed it. No, they started audience testing the movie. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, we need to." Tom, can you film an extra scene? <laughs> they should just film an extra movie, but I, that's just my opinion. So, <laughs> that's just my opinion. Al. It is a little bit of a of an outside misfit. Yeah, I'll give you that. Like it's one of those like it, and, and at the same and to be fair, the MCU was still getting its stride at this point. It, it wasn't like yeah. now. Now it's like they're just printing money at this point because. Once they once they started saying, "Hey, let's bring in our characters," very few people know it, but let's bring in our F tier characters and make them one of the best teams on screen. Because anybody who says that they were really into the Guardians of the Galaxy when that movie came out is a liar. Uh, like, yeah, I had never ever heard of them, and that movie was so fun. I, they, and it is a lot of that same vibe from Guardians is present. In Ragnarok, and I expect it will be in Love and oh, Thunder. Oh, absolutely! Well. So there should be that should be yeah, a fun ride. Because they, movie. I, yeah. I, the reason why that is is because Marvel did something that DC has failed to do, and they've actually defined what things are. Like there's a definition of what space is in the MCU, and space is just an '80s comedy movie. That's all space is. <laughs> like, think about that. Like, eight, yeah, space it kind of is. You're it right. It is a neon, jumbled up 80s party movie just in space. That's what we're going to do with it. And it worked. Meanwhile, it's like the sun hasn't risen in the DCEU, like, only twice, I believe. And everybody's mean and grumpy and stuff, but you got fantastic superpowers. I'm like, I don't trust it's, mean people with powers. Yeah, it's so gritty. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna do it like. I did enjoy that. Like, we're gonna do it like the real yeah, world. Yeah, I, I enjoyed gritty. Wonder Woman. I wanted to like Wonder Woman 19. Oh my god, I tried hard to like that movie. Oh. I. I wanted to. I could. I still renounce my wish, but. <laughs> like, oh. Anyway, that's not yeah, what we're, we're not here about. We're, Marvel has yeah. a, a defined brand and generally like kind of a cohesive look and feel for their universe. And a big part of that is fun. Yeah. Like, the DC movies don't have as much... I'm um, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking about DC movies. The Marvel movies have a lot of fun in them. I mean, even with the kind of stuffy... Asgard that we got in the first and second Thor movies, right. like, there was still it was still some fun uh, elements there was still to humor it. and lightness. Yeah, there yeah. was still some fun elements to it, and then we got we get to Loki now, the TV show, which I'm saying this is going to be like a buddy cop show. Like I'm I'm <laughs> already seeing that with like Loki and his like his 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 uniform that has variant on the back of his jacket and stuff. He's wearing that it's shirt he looks right. so uncomfortable in because when you're wearing like Asgardian leather your entire life and now you got to wear like a, a, a work uniform, you know, and you... Yeah, I do love him working at a desk though yeah. and getting shushed, but... 
Uh, oh god, I hate the tans and browns so much. Uh, right. <laughs> I love. I like. I like it, but I hate it at the same it's time. Like, oh man, you look like. I'm like you is. Just give my boy his green, please. His black and green. <laughs> Give it back. Right. So, uh, also, like, uh, one thing that I've seen, like, on, like, the posters and the promo materials and stuff, we're going to get the Mayor Loki, too. Oh, vote Loki. Yeah, yeah. That that one that one was based oh, on man. just a variant comic book cover. To my knowledge, there's no story where he ran for mayor of anything. That was just, like, a cover. Oh, no. There is. There is? Okay. I've okay. read Vote Loki. Okay. It's terrible. Don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he runs for president. Oh, of what? Yeah, the United States. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, and the art in it. I'm am sorry to whatever artist did this comic, but the art in it is like a '90s evangelical Christian comic book, and I can say that because I was that. Ugh. I went to to a Christian university. It was a whole thing. Um, I read a lot of chick tracks. Oh, um, the art in it is just. So questionable, and the storyline is really weak. It's just, oh, I read it, and um, I read it so you don't have to. There you go. But um, the the variant cover for that is exactly what the vote Loki from the series look is based on. I actually have a full size poster of that. No, I'll send yeah, you a picture the, of yeah, that. the poster of it is cool. Like the cover, because cover artists aren't typically. Cover artists aren't always the interior artists for comic books because there's a such thing as the variant cover. Yes. So the variant cover is drawn by somebody else. It's usually like the selling point of the book. And then sometimes when you get inside, sometimes you'll get some unfortunate art. <laughs> sometimes the cover's sliding. Yeah. My favorite variant cover is one that Babs Tar drew for the 2019 run of Loki. Oh. Um, and it's just. I think I know what you're talking look about. Look up Babs Tar. Yeah, it's on, so thirsty. It's inspirational. I hunted it down and I got it. Babs Car Loki. Tar. Tar, sorry, T sorry. T is in Thomas. Yeah. I'll just send you a link later. It's pretty magnificent. So I've read oh, it in the Babs goodness. card. Oh. 2019 oh my goodness, run. I just pulled it up. Hmm? I just pulled it up. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness! It's beautiful. This, right? So yeah, if anybody is just now looking this up, you you know what I'm looking at. Uh, actually, we're gonna use this as the cover to the episode. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Mo Monica. You're listening to this. Please make that the uh, our our producer Monica. She's you're gonna make that the cover of this episode. I'll send you the photo to that. But uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that that cover happens, mm -hmm. and <laughs> what was the story inside? Yes, does, that, does that cover have anything to do with the story? Um, that run only got four or five issues. Sadly, mm. it got canceled. Um, so that's a, I, I believe it was. No, that's a, uh, that's another problem I have now with the current state of Marvel and the comics, like. They'll cancel books after like 12, sometimes 24 issues and just reboot everything. Usually when it corresponds to like a movie or something. It's one of the things that kind of infuriates me because I've seen comic series go to like 700. Uh, we recently saw Superman go to a thousand issues and stuff. Like there's some sort of continuity going on and stuff. But 
now it's like they just back it up. The, the The number one issue means absolutely nothing anymore. They're taking the full meaning out of that, and that's why. That's why, like, if you're if you're a fan of Loki and you're looking for a Loki comic, not a lot exists. I think he's had like two volumes of his own book. Correct me if I'm wrong. And like, he's mainly yeah. just like in other books. You know, usually, well, most of the time, because, and I'm just using this term generically, um, most villains don't get their own books. Like, that's just not a... Yeah, typically not. It's not a thing. <laughs> um, and if they do, they're about to become a hero, or it's a miniseries or something like that. Or you're Magneto, and you're about to learn some Marvel Jewish history. And when I say Marvel Jewish history, I mean it's very revised, and everybody has superpowers. Um, and and the the bad guys are cartoon characters basically, but um, yeah, but yeah, so it's not a lot to go by. So like when Loki gets a series, because he's I, I've had a couple issues where one he was like doing errands for Doctor Doom or something, uh, has the one of the funniest lines I've ever seen in a comic, and I swear if I have children I'm gonna be like this. Uh, I, I'll share it here, then we get back to the show. Uh, so Doctor Doom has um, Reed Richards and Sue Storm's uh, daughter in his custody for some reason, and he's basically just like raising her as his own child. Which hint, hint, she actually is his own child. Very complicated story, but anyway, um, Loki's just there hanging out, and she's like, "Hey, can we get some ice cream later?" And and Doctor Doom answers her the way that I would answer my child: Doom will consider your request. That was the funniest shit in the world to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dr. Doom. He's so melodramatic. Doom will consider your request. I'm like, who ain't, just say yes or no. Dude. You are you are a monarch of a country. Uh, but yeah, so in the show, now we've, we're two episodes in. Where do you see this? Where do you see this buddy cop sh- series going? We only get two six episodes, right? I know we're already third of the way in. Yeah, how did um, WandaVision yeah, I, get eight? And like they were shorter. Her her episodes were like thirty minutes. Well, if you take away credits, her episodes are like fifteen minutes. Because wow, were those credit scenes long? Yeah, yeah, the credit scenes for all of them are super long. Yeah. Um, and we're so conditioned, and we're so conditioned to to sit through the credits, hoping that something's at the <laughs> end. For too. Something. Like, have you Seriously. have you noticed um, that? Have you noticed that? Like, when you were a kid yeah. watching movies, once the credits went out, all right, let me just turn this off. Now it's yeah, like you're just done. You're just like, all right, now it's like, okay, well, let's watch all oh, let's watch all these credits. I wonder who the Dolly Grip is on this show, and. <laughs> Right. Oh, the best boy. Yo. I still don't know what that is. <laughs> I live in LA. <laughs> I live in LA, and I and I work in that industry, and I have absolutely no idea who the best boy is. I have no idea. I'll Google it later. I've I've i told <laughs> okay, so that lie to myself too. I'm, I I see this show going like so. We're we're gonna see the time. Um, the time, the guardians of time. I'm just gonna call them that until I timekeepers. Thank you so much. I'm I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, I, hope I, I hope I'm right now. I'm second guessing myself. Like right? I'm, I'm gonna finish this episode and find out I've been saying it wrong. Right. So we're gonna see the timekeepers, and they're going to reveal something. 
and at, at some point, because, you know, Tom Hiddleston is just so good, I think they're going to put him back in the regular timeline, but he's going to be, like, the one variant that can just be there. He's going to be just basically just what he is, like an agent of chaos, you know? Mm-hmm. I see that happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I do hope it ends up with him as God of Stories, which is where Agent of Asgard ends up. Right. Loki as God of Mischief, God of Laughter, God of Stories. Um, and kind of, I do see the groundwork of a, of a beautiful friendship between him and Mobius. Because you also see Mobius do, saying these really self-deprecating, sarcastic things about right. the TVA. You know... Loki saying, Loki saying he wants to burn the place to the ground, and Mobius is like, well, come on over to my desk, you can start there. Or, oh yeah, there's tons of paperwork, but it's great kindling for your fire. Like, <laughs> this is a dude who's who's like a good negotiator, a great conversationalist for Loki. Um, and go, in keeping with our uh, Stage 4 Marvel, <laughs> great therapist, too, apparently. Yeah, it's um, like, Stage 4 is like, alright, everybody, just sit down and let's talk about everything. in yeah. therapy. Let's, let's, yeah. recon- let's um, reconcile with everything going on. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I see. I do think we'll we'll have them on some adventures together. I'm so curious how we're going to end up in a lot of the, the places that we see from the trailers, like Vote Loki, um, and whether we're going to get multiple Lokis on screen at one point. That would be really fun. Because mm-hmm. um, I, know, I know Richard Grant, Richard E. Grant, who... As one of my faves, actually, if you like Richard E. Grant or if you're Tangent Time, there's a BBC miniseries of the Scarlet Pimpernel that he's in. Love it. Um, Yeah, I love the Scarlet Pimpernel. One of the, actually, the original Secret Identity Hero, written by Baroness Orkney. The story's set during uh, Revolutionary France, and he's an English uh, noble who's smuggling people out of France. Anyway, uh... (laughs) Uh, and then we've got uh, Sofia DiMartino, who's, who shows up at the end of episode two, and then maybe there will be more. Who knows? I mean, a lot of the Loki fans are like, are we going to get young Loki? Are we going to get kid Loki? Are we going to end up with Agent of Asgard? I mean, I would personally love to see Agent of Asgard, that right. look on screen, live action. I mean, just the fact that we're getting the half helm. Oh, so excited because that thing was so hard to find and build and now there's like a dozen different 3d print files and offerings um and i do really like the helm that sofia DiMartino's character yes. is wearing at the end of episode two i wish i'd taken a photo i'm i'll get a chance to go back to reference it but oh, i was yeah. just like oh my gosh this is gonna be so much more comfortable to wear Besides, like, the gigantic horns and stuff that just, you need a neck oh pillow gosh. at the end of the day? Yeah. Seriously. My biggest horns are only, like, maybe a foot high, and they're also 3D printed. Oh, um, so that's sort of heavy. I, I mean, I need, a, I need a pillow after the half horns. Dang. Right. Crowns, crowns are no joke. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping to see kind of that another redemption arc because you you get it in thor the dark world and you Mm -hmm. get it a little bit beyond that ragnarok with him showing up your savior is here his his ultimate sacrifice again at uh and it's fulfilled it's fulfilled completely in infinity war when he actually like gives his life you know to to help people like he knew he was gonna die Um, when he tried to kill thanos or or he just 
thought that highly of himself, but... I mean, yeah, I mean, he was he was trying to save Thor, again, because, I mean, at the end of the day, they are brothers, and they do love each other, despite their uh, differences. Anyway, um, yeah, so I think we're... I think it's likely, because, and especially because Tom Hiddleston is executive producing this show. Like, this is the treatment Loki has just needed for him. Um, and I know he connects really deeply with the character. He did an oral history of Loki um, that was really nice uh, last week, I think. It was 20 minutes of him just talking about Loki and his history, the motivations, the driving forces. And it was just so well done. I'm just like kudos dude you live this character like you know him so well and it's really nice to see um because i think he has a really strong uh creative uh vision and because he connects with the character well and knows how important the character is to a lot of people i think he's doing a great job um and will probably continue to continue to do so so i do hope for multiple lokis on screen at one point that would just be so chaotic and i i hope that it ends up with us having this anti-hero loki who's not the villain but who's you know more more of the chaotic neutral uh type yeah i think and you can we might need to edit this out in post but my computer just said it reconnected so hopefully it didn't lose any audio i got sorry i got some of it i think i got most of it and then once you pause, it has stopped. So we should be okay. If not, okay. like we'll we'll figure it out. Um, hold on. Are you getting like sound waves on your side? Uh, yeah, I can see them. Okay, talk, cool, cool, cool. Long as, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't because I don't see them now when you talk. But if you can see them on your side, then it's recording. Um, when this is over, we'll edit yeah. this part out. But when this is over, um. Do me a favor, just download your file onto your computer. Just hold on to it, just in case my side doesn't work, okay? Yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, but yeah, like, I, I really I really do want to see, like, another redemption arc for Loki and see, like, his character improve. Um, it's kind of hard on an actor standpoint to go back to a previous version of a character and stuff after you've built them up so yeah. much. So... I, I, I'm loving what I'm seeing so far. Uh, I'm going to go back, watch the episodes and stuff, check it out again. Also, uh, one thing I loved was in in the series when they go to the church and they're looking for a variant and they say, hey, who did this? And the little girl points to a picture in a stained glass window. Looks like the devil. All of you who thought that was Mephisto, ha ha. Okay. <laughs> I mean, who's to say? Yeah, no. no. I think it was just because, like, horns. He's the devil. He's got horns, right? Yeah. Now, that, that ties into mythology, too, because something very weird about Loki in Norse mythology, there are no references to Loki until way after where the only sources for Norse mythology are Christian references. And Loki has been linked uh. to being... Loki has been linked to being Satan himself. Like that is that's some real stuff. Like he wasn't really around on like their old, there's no architectural like evidence that Loki even existed in like the old pagan thing. That was is it's widely thought that he is like a Christian invention. 
Like even Ragnarok. Even Ragnarok destroy all the original, like all copies of the Edda that they could, right? Yeah, yeah, because the prose and poetic Eddas were written well after that region was fully Christianized. It was actually just a tie-in to show how Christianity came about through that, because the story of Ragnarok is a Christian story. Like, the world ends, and then the one god who rises from the dead, and then there are two people left on the planet. That that was their early way of saying, hey, this is how they became Christian, and the heathens were taken care of. Boom. <laughs> Par for the course. Yeah. I learned that very recently, and I was like, whoa, okay. That's... Well, I hadn't heard that, that Loki doesn't appear... Nope. Until after, after that, until just just now, I was today yeah. years old. Yeah, after that was that was all after. I can include the link to my my work on that one too before anybody comes after me. But <laughs> yeah, you might have to show your work. I will. You're gonna get angry Norse mythology. I I, I I am ready. I am ready to rock. Like they know where to find me. Speaking of, uh, let's land this plane. Uh, Lacey Bond, where can everybody find you? Uh, my handle is at Damsel Cosplay on Instagram, and it's the same on Twitter and Facebook, although I really do not use them. There you go. And you guys know, you guys can find me uh, all over these social medias under my actual name, Aaron Powell. I'm around. Uh, I, I tend to speak to everybody politely and stuff. If you want to get crazy, we can get crazy too. That's no problem. But uh, I, I tend to keep it fun and stuff. Um, um, but. And you can also check us all out on any of our articles or shows that we host on Temple of Geek as well. And that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Temple of Geek. want to thank everybody who tuned in today, especially our guest, Damsel Cosplay, a.k.a. Lacey Vaughn. Thank you for being here. If you have any questions, comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter using the handle Temple of Geek. And if you want to check out any or more of our shows, go over to templeofgeek.com. Lacey, thank you so much for being on this show. I had a great time, and um, we will be talking after episode six of Loki. Yes, thanks for having me. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash templeofgeek. And remember to visit templeofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.